and welcome back to another episode of Energize. Barry, how are you doing? Um, Ross, I'm doing quite well. Uh, as people may have noticed last week, we didn't actually get the video working last week, but I think we've sorted it out this week. I think there was a few technical difficulties, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's growing pains as people would understand it, you know? Yeah, just YouTube actually isn't as easy as people think it is. So fair play to all you YouTubers out there. Yeah. It's actually tougher than it looks. Yeah, especially with just the two of us sorting it out, like, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. two absolute IT dopes. <laughs> geniuses, two geniuses. You see, you can't be funny, gorgeous, sarcastic, and genius at YouTube as well, you know? True that. True, true that. that. True that, Roscoe. But uh, we are another step closer to Christmas as well. Uh, myself and Ross actually haven't gone over exactly what we're planning on doing over the next couple of weeks because like obviously there is like a lot of action going on this week so we'll see if something's big enough and we keep just going and going and going absolutely yeah but before we go any further if you're new to the Energy show hit that subscribe button yeah. tell a friend and give us the thumbs up welcome as well oh yeah welcome and all that as well yeah uh, and if you're a turning Energy listener welcome back and if you haven't subscribed and you listen every week, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? So, um, shout out to Rory Crowley as well, just like that loyalty, no? Yeah, shout yeah. out to Rory Crowley. And uh, Calzone's. Yeah, Calzone's, uh, if you're ever in, where is it? San Diego. <laughs> if you're ever in San Diego. <laughs> America. If you're ever in San Diego and fancy a cheesesteak sandwich, yeah. that's where it is. I always think it's Philadelphia because it's like the Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I know, yeah. But it's not, it's in San Diego. Yeah. Lil Heave and Jeremy Stevens is actually uh, a regular there as well. Yep, your mate. My mate, yeah. yeah. But uh, on today's show, we're going to be going over all of the boxing action from over the weekend because myself and Ross did actually guess AJ would not win, and he did. So uh, fair play to him. Uh, also this week, Mikey Collins back in action as well. Uh, UFC 245 goes down this weekend as well. There's three title fights on the line. Um, it's the last pay-per-view of the year, and uh, we're going to be looking all over that. And then uh, also, John. Uh, sorry, and also uh, in the world of football, Ross's best mate, John Delaney, uh, has stepped down from the FAI. Jay Dizzy. Jay Dizzy. And uh, we're going to be going over that and how corrupt he is. And then uh, how. Corrupt. Yeah, but how, like, how much football in Ireland could be in serious, serious trouble. But there's also Champions League and uh, Ollie's at the wheel. He's after winning two in a row as well over the week. So make sure to subscribe, like, make sure to tell a friend, and then uh, we should kick it off from the very, very top, Ross. Uh, the title of the show is What is Next for AJ? What's Next for Anthony Joshua? Um, what did you make of his decision win against Andrew Ruiz over the weekend? It was actually a very boring fight, uh, to be yeah. honest. AJ, he actually did exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. He, he used his length, hit behind the jab, and just kept Andy Ruiz at bay at all time. He never looked in any trouble. Did you think he, he could have actually come out with that game plan? Who, I, Joshua? Yeah. Um, Did you think he had it in him? Well, in fairness, he's an Olympic champion, so more of a silver medal. No, he won the gold, didn't he? He won the gold, yeah. So, obviously he's got boxing technique, and he's yeah has the ability to do it. He's definitely the more athletic of the two. I thought he could do it, but... I actually expected better from Ruiz. I thought Ruiz would get in on the inside and he'd land one of those big bombs. But the telling factor in this fight was the weight gain that Andrew Ruiz had from the last fight. I know we actually went on to discuss it after the fight, but Andrew Ruiz weighed 33 pounds more than he did in the first fight. That's like 17 kilos or 
two and a half stone, depending on what metric system you want to use. Yeah. But that's crazy shows. I know he's won those belts and like ate pizza and drank beer and was like, this is great. Yeah. Ross, going into that fight, I was just convinced that Ruiz is going to win because he was like, I know that Joshua's going to try and go around and just jab me and stuff. And I was like, right, he knows how he's going to lose. And then I was like, right, maybe put the weight on so he could hit harder because obviously that makes more sense, doesn't it? The heavier, yeah, the harder you hit. If you weigh 283 pounds, like you're not going to be that mobile. Yeah, but I was convinced this wasn't a Buster Douglas situation. Well, I don't think it is necessarily a Buster Douglas situation. Yeah, it's an Andy Ruiz Jr. situation. But like, I, yeah, but I don't think it's like that clean cut. I think Buster Douglas, like he won and then was nobody as opposed to Ruiz actually like fought some other decent people. Yeah, but no one really knew who Andy Ruiz was before this. No, but like that happens quite a lot that you don't know who someone is until you know who they are. You know what I mean? Look, I know we were singing the Andy Ruiz hymn sheet last week. We were like, there's no way he's going to like ruin this. And then... But I, I do think in a third fight, it'd be closer again. And like, that's a real option, the third fight. No. Uh, no. For, for me, it is. You want it, you want to, you want the... I'm not saying, I'm saying what I want. I'm <laughs> saying what the options for Joshua are. Joshua's got very few options because he wants to fight again in March. So he can fight Andy Ruiz the third time. He can fight Luis Ortiz, or he can fight Alexander Usyk, because he can't fight Wilder or Fury in March because they're fighting February. I know. So he's the he's, and how much is he coming back to Wembley or Cardiff? He's like, like oh. back home, back yeah. home, lads. Yeah, you're looking. I I really do like AJ. We said before the fight that like him winning is way like helps us way more. Like more people yeah. are going to click on what's next for Anthony Joshua rather than what's next for Andy Ruiz. Come on, let's be real here, you know, and. Uh, like if we put a picture up of Ruiz holding the belts promoting the show, like people, less people would like arrive oh, yeah. the return of AJ. No one cares what Ruiz. Well, did. that's that's the game we're playing right now, Ross. You know, but I'm happy he won. But the fashion of the fight itself was just such a letdown that I was like, at one stage it was like eight two or then ten. Oh yeah, it couldn't be ten two. Eight two to Joshua, and that's almost being fair to Ruiz. And then I was like. I was like, hold on, he has to go in and finish this now. And then never, never went for it at all. And it was just like, such a letdown. It was just such a letdown. Well, that's why my prediction was Ruiz early. Because yeah. I don't think Ruiz is someone in the 10th or 11th or 12th round who's going to be like, now I'll turn it on. Now will be a good time. Because he's already knackered at that stage. So like, there is no... He never looked, he never looked like he was overly tired though. Yeah, but he, his punches were definitely less powerful in the 10th, 11th, and 12th round than oh, they yeah. were in the first five rounds. You know what I mean? Um, we, were, we were just expecting a confirmation of a winner. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm actually just so shocked that Andrews, who was like sort of critiqued for his physique in the first fight, went and won and then showed up in worse shape for the second fight. I thought that was quite bewildering. Um. Also, what did you make of like the actual show itself, the location? And apparently, you know, now they're like knocking down that stadium in Saudi yeah. Arabia, even though they just built it for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that just shows you the money they have, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the sheiks all over there, they just really wanted to be around Joshua. And then even after, they were all getting photos. And Joshua was like, he is a true champion. Like, I yeah, may not oh, think yeah. he's the greatest in the world, but he is like, he, the way he conducts himself. Remember last time he lost, he was just like, fair play, this is your moment. I'll see you again, this, that, and the other. Like, yeah. humble in defeat and in winning. Like, it both in victory, yeah. yeah. And then, the way he was the exact same this time, but then Ruiz was like, 
no, uh, the third time. Everyone's like, no, no one it wants was, to see a third. It was like, it was like who's your man? Football bombing. <laughs> <laughs> isn't he like the least famous looking person you've ever seen in your life, isn't he? Well, he has a, he has a look to him. Ruiz has a look to him. What, like, maybe he's been in prison? No, he looks like he looks like if the Harry Volcade grew up in, in prison in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, look, he was the first ever Mex- Mexican heavyweight champion. And he had four of the belts, so it actually makes it look like... He went to batter loads of people for those belts. Yeah. Obviously, he'd be Joshua, but... Ruiz now has a chance to make more good money because he can actually, like, fight some of the other bigger names. He Like, he could fight the loser Wilder versus Fury. He could fight a Lewis Ortiz. You know what I mean? Till I'm white or something. Yeah, exactly. He has that opportunity. I actually didn't realise how many other heavyweights were actually on that card. Pavekin was on that card. He fought to a Yeah, draw. we said that. There was three heavyweight yeah. fights. And then that fight was terrible won. as well. Against yeah, the Predator. Uh, well, I was I was watching it. I was like, "Oh, good idea putting like, yeah. a few heavyweight fights." They wanted on. a few boom, boom, yeah. boom, like yeah. knockout, a few mainly. slobber knockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time the Arabs would be like, "How much more do you want?" You know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that those uh, Saudi Arabia people were like, "You know what we'll just do? We'll just leave the stadium here for the next WWE show that comes over." Because I think they're going over there all the time now, aren't they? I'm sure they'll be going to a lot more. Yeah, yeah, but like Tyson Fury boxed on the last or fought in the last Saudi Arabia card. Didn't was he? that Saudi Arabia? Yeah, it was Saudi. Yeah, okay. And Cain Velasquez fought Brock Lesnar. Well, I don't know if you call it fight, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, also this week in... Hold on, hold on, so what's next? What's next? Oh, next? Jesus. Yeah. I gave you the options. I gave no, you no, the no, options. No, for the, the whole circle. For for the whole trifecta. Yeah. The heavy, well, obviously Fury and Wilder are going to fight February 22nd. And Josh was going to fight, I'd say, in March. How they can go on to sort of fight. In September, the winners of those two will fight each other. Um, I think it would be AJ versus Ortiz. Just because, like... His name just kept some, keeps him being said, even though Waters knocked him out, and I've no idea why his name will be said. Yeah, but worse. after after AJ said that he, he wants to take on Wilder next. Oh, I know he does, but... He never easier. says Fury's name. Yeah, but that's easier to say he wants to fight Wilder next because, you know, he can't. It's like, <laughs> so I, we, want to, I want to fight in Ghanu. It's like, he's fighting tomorrow. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, can't. so we're back to where we were six months ago. Just yeah. this merry-go-round of absolute nonsense. Well, at least two of the top three yeah. are fighting each other. Well, the best thing about it is, obviously, Joshua winning, but the second best thing is now that if Ruiz had won, that, mm. that Waller can't break that contract with Fury and be like, here, I'm getting all the belts now. So that's yeah. going to have to happen now. So Yeah, the, the, the winner of Waller Fury is definitely going to fight. Okay. The winner of Joshua's next fight. And which way do you rank the top three heavyweights now, Fury, Waller, and Joshua, in what order? Um... I like chop and change every time I ask this question between Walder and Fury, but like I, I definitely still think Joshua's third because just the way Ruiz beat Joshua the first time, I think Fury would be able to do that to him. And because it's been seen now that Joshua can be stopped, that Walder like death punch is like frightening. Yeah, I think Joshua would fight Walder the same way he fought Ruiz the second time. Well, yeah, in various, it's. Been shown it can be done that you, yeah. you can escape Walder for 11 yeah. rounds. Almost the same way Fury fought Walder. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. You can escape him for 11 rounds. Can you escape him for the 12th, though? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? I know, yeah. And, like, I, I, I almost feel like Walder obviously doesn't lose on purpose, but, like, he's willing to lose the rounds just to, like, yeah. line up that Because he, he knows what he has in the pocket. Yeah, it's it was throwing because he was losing all those rounds to Ortiz yeah. and it just went, Kadoosh! Yeah. And, like, Absolutely, lights out, lights out, lights out, bud. 
Yeah. So what you make of the fight overall, Ross? Uh, I'd give it like a four out. Of 10. Yeah. I was so excited for it. And I just, uh, it just never happened. Um. Also, like I think, like I knew it was in Saudi Arabia, and it made me slightly dislike him more. Why? Because it wasn't like a buzzing atmosphere for. Yeah, in the no, yeah, because there's no no one's drinking. Drinking's illegal over there. Yeah, but there was no like Joshua. Joshua. There was a bit. There was a bit. Like, yeah, but like no one was like Wembley or Cardiff. Oh no, that's different gravy, man. But they made their cash anyway. But uh, this weekend, the return of Mikey Conlon, and he is finally he's, it's in Madison Square Garden this weekend. Also, Terrence Carl, Crawford's on the card as well. But Mikey Conlon's fighting your man Nikitin, the guy who beat him in the Olympics, uh, however long ago, and he was set to fight him there again recently in Belfast but your man had to pull out but now he finally gets to fight him Roscoe I think this is like a chance for Conlon to put his Olympic history all in the past this is like a really big opportunity for him to go right that's done I was better than him and now I can put that to bed and I can move on and actually start to progress in his professional career and yeah. uh, does it say what this guy's record record is? Does he undefeated as well? Or I wouldn't uh, mind stopping. Uh, you're you're hardly there googling him any more than he fought him in Rio, and that's it, isn't it? Yeah. But look, I expect Conan to come in there and get the job done. I think Conan's twelve and all right now. I think nearly everyone thought Conan beat him in the Olympics, and I expect him to beat him as a pro as well. Do you expect the same? Yeah. Who do you think? Mikey, input there, who do you think Mikey yeah. Conlon? Yeah, no, I don't expect him to win. Yeah, who who do you think is going to come out with Mikey Conlon? Previously, he's had Conor McGregor. Uh, he's also had um, Finn Balor, the WWE superstar. Maybe they'll have Becky Lynch next. Maybe actually, yeah, maybe. I think it just sort of depends on who's around, doesn't it? Yeah, he could have like Robert De Niro out because he was doing the Irishman. True, yeah. Have but, you seen uh, it yet? Uh, I like started to watch it and I was like oh my god yeah it's over three so hours long and like this might be a bit controversial but like, I actually think it's a bit boring is it? yeah like I haven't even tried starting watching it I was like three hours jeez this is like Lord of the Rings and this isn't a spoiler but like each time a character comes up on screen it's like was shot dead in 1988 five times in the head and like every time the character comes up like says how they died straight away oh does it? yeah I don't know oh, look I definitely will watch it but like it almost seems like something that you watch on like Christmas or something. Well, someone, like Christmas is coming up, so someone did it on. Um, someone did a. I don't know one of those internet things where you can actually break it down into four parts and watch it as a series instead of watching a yeah. three-hour film. Which yeah, actually, much better. I was actually listening to the lads from uh, Foycon, the Offensive Charm. I was listening yeah. to their podcast and they were talking about like how it should be, like it should have been put into four separate ones. Shout out to the lads, anyway. Yeah, shout out to They're the actually getting a few decent guests on recently. They got um in the first show they got Paddy Pimna. No. Uh Paul Lahan and then they got um Wonderboy Thompson. And yeah. the second episode they had Richie Kiley on Paddy Pimna. Nice. Fair yeah. play to the lads. Yeah, they're counting. They've a nice setup though, don't they? They do, they have a really, yeah. really nice setup like ourselves. Yeah. Imagine this didn't work again. But uh anything else to say about the world of boxing Ross because we could move on after. No, um no. basically just roll on February twenty second, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Unless Kate Taylor fights in between. Yeah, I don't see that happening though. No. Yeah, Ross Wayne's twenty uh, February 22nd is Bellator Dublin and Tyson Fury against Deontay Waller. Two. Um, we're going to move on. So if you enjoyed the the boxing part of the show, make sure to give us a like, subscribe, and uh, put a comment down there as well. Very you. We're going to move into the world of MMA because uh, over the weekend, UC Washington was on. Alistair Overeem took on Charizina Rosenstruck. 
Uh, Rosenstruck literally knocked him out with about five seconds to go in the last round after being four rounds down. Ross he just like split his lip wide open. He did. It was actually one of the most like violent looking injuries I think I've ever seen in the UFC. Uh, Rosenstruck is like next in there with the creme de la creme in the UFC heavyweight division now, isn't he? Yeah, but. I, I don't think he's as talented as you'd almost well like to be as talented as Overeem you need about like 20 years of like practice but yeah but he has the death touch and that's all you need as a heavyweight I think I'd like to see him and uh, maybe Derek Lewis fight or him and Ngannou fight I just want to see like two guys who are like the knockout is coming Overeem was really like standoffish there he, he doesn't have that killer instinct he used to have but I think Overeem's fine doing stand up with someone like Brock Lesnar he's like I'm much better than this, this than you. But I think once Overeem sees someone like absolutely knock someone's brains out, he's like, don't let him hit you. And then like, he's literally willing to run away. He definitely wakes up at night and he's like, Nganu. Oh, <laughs> and now he's like, Rosenstruck and Nganu. Like, I'm pretty sure like, if Nganu hit me in upper court, like, I'd be, I could land on the moon. Yeah. He's just that powerful. It's frightening. Uh, Cynthia Cavell, we actually gave her a shout out during the week that she drew as well. She didn't make way. Uh, ben Rothwell, Ross's mate, won. Uh, Aspen Lab won as well. And also, actually, one of our mates who was on Dana White's Contender oh, Billy. Series. Billy. Uh, Quantraro, I think his name is that. Is that his hair? Yeah, hold on. Billy. Yeah, Billy Quantilo. Quantilo. He he won on his UFC debut. No, he follows the lads on the gram. Fix that. Oh. Better? Yeah. Okay, right. so yeah, he won over the weekend as well. And Bryce Mitchell won by the second ever twister in UFC history. So nice. It was actually a car full of finishes, but if you're looking for a bit of name recognition, you had to wait till six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the Washington crowd were sort of just like doing Mexican waves and stuff. That's They're, never a good sign, is no, it? No, the the Washington wave. Uh, also, but let's just talk about this week. This weekend we have a massive card: UFC two forty five, and it has got you ready for it? the best main card of the year. Kicking off, you have. The California kid, who's no longer a kid anymore, fighting Uriah, or fighting <laughs> Peter Yan in a top-of-the-range bantamweight fight. Uh, if Peter Yan wins, he could fight Henry Cejudo next. If Uriah Faber wins, I can't believe I'm saying this in 2019, he could fight Henry Cejudo next. Do you think it's possible? Well, he has to win, so let's see. And then, also uh, uh, on the card, is another incredible bantamweight match. Uh, Marlon Moraes, who lost his last fight for the title against Henry Cejudo, fights. They now drop him down to 135 pounds. Jose Aldo. What do you think of this one, Baz? Is that uh, is that where we're starting? Yeah, we're going to start at the yeah. bottom and work our way up. All right, so what, you want to start on this one? Yeah. All right. Um, first of all, Jose Aldo looked terrible making 145 pounds against Conor. Yeah. Uh, going down to 135 pounds... Do you even think he can make the weight? Oh, I actually will. I've seen photos of him and he looks like extraordinarily lean. Yeah. Um, my only problem is when someone cuts like that much weight, like they're so much more acceptable for the knockout. And uh, yeah. I look at Aldo and he knocked out Jeremy Stevens recently. He knocked out uh, Hanato Moicano recently. He lost that decision to Volkanovski. I look at Mar- uh, Marias. He was sort of knocking everyone out until Cejudo knocked him out. So, yeah. Look, the only people who've knocked out Jose Aldo is sort of well McGregor knocked him out and then Holloway sort of like just like, absolutely ambushed him. him and then just he, he was like the ref was like alright here look he's been battered enough yeah he, it wasn't like Aldo was like on the ground like facing up the canvas 
Um, True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I wouldn't say like Jose Aldo has a bad chin. Put it that way. That's where I'm sort of going with that. Yeah. And do you think Marlon Mor- Morales would have been looking up to Jose Aldo over the last few years? Pre was, pre like, KO to Conor McGregor. And a lot of people were actually. Yeah, so. he would have been an absolute brilliant hero, especially for like the smaller weights as well. Yeah. Uh, so he probably was looking up from. We'll probably find out this week. He'll probably say at some stage, "Jose Aldo, you were my hero." Um, but. <laughs> He's like, shut up, look at my ass. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> still getting it. Uh, I was so, it it's sort of weird because Jose Aldo was like very much so known for his speed. And it's hard to tell when someone drops away class whether they keep that speed or not. Because a lot of the time they look a bit more lethargic, don't they? Yeah. Although most of the time he would have been getting ready for a, a five-round fight. Yeah, true. His you know cardio I mean? would be on point. But Marlon Moraes was a lot as well because he was uh, the champion over in World Series of Fighting. And then I think he's done a lot of main events since he's moved over. It's actually quite a tough one to call, isn't it? Because the, the sort of side factor is you, you don't know what story is Jose Aldo making that way. Yeah, I feel like Marias still hasn't hit his peak peak yet. Even though he was yeah. very unimpressive against his Cejudo. But like, I, I feel like, like Jose Aldo has definitely like, mm. has peaked. I almost think Marlon Marias, because he was so impressive against like Riviera and Aljamain Sterling. He thought he was like, I just touched these people and they got knocked out. I thought yeah. he probably went in against Cejudo and was like, he's coming up to me, I'm just going to knock him out straight away. And then Cejudo was like, nah, mate. It's so funny that Aldo or Faber, if they win, like they're like, Cejudo's like, I want to fight those guys. Isn't it? Who do you think you'd rather fight? Probably Aldo, I'd say. I, I, well, I would have told you you'd rather fight Faber. But I think more so, the Aldo fight sort of gives you that, like another legend on the, on the card, like one of the best featherweights of all time. Yeah. yeah, I know, yeah, but like, a favourite, i say, would sell more, you know? Yeah. There's also a brilliant fight before that, uh, Jeff Neal versus Mike Perry. Like, that's going to be an absolute war, isn't it? No. So, well, like, who do you think is going to win this one? At the moment, I'm going to say Aldo. Yeah, same way. I think like, he's going to have the intimidation factor of being like, oh. Also, we could 100% change our opinion when we see the weigh-in photos. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We have to make our call, like, before we knew Ruiz weighed in a car heavier. Yeah, exactly. Very Ruiz. But, so, uh, so you're going. So who are you going? So I'm you're going Peter Yan and then Jose Aldo. Peter Yan and then Jose Aldo. I'm going Jose Aldo and then uh, for the nostalgia reason, you're all favorite. But like, you can't keep going on forever. You're all favorite was last fight in under a minute. That was like really impressive, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, your man did. He beat the mullet. Like Ricky Simone. Uh, then uh, in one of the main events of the evening, obviously, uh, Manda Nunes is taking on Jermaine Durandamy for the women's bantamweight title. Manda Nunes is currently the challenge champ, and then you can uh, like. I don't even know if you could argue or not that she's the greatest women, women woman's fighter ever. Uh, Amanda Nunes has previously beaten Jermaine Durandamy and uh, Jermaine Durandamy has been known to like drop out of fights on purpose because she doesn't want to get her ass kicked. So, what are you expecting this time, Ross? Um, Drain, or Jermaine Durandamy is actually undefeated since she beat Holly Holm for the featherweight title. Um, she wasn't like the UFC like were hoping she wouldn't win that fight because they actually wanted to do Cyborg versus Home. In the first place, yeah. I know they went back and did that fight, but like that was a massive fight for the featherweight title. Yeah. The won them was like I'm not fighting her; she's on steroids. And in <laughs> fairness, I don't actually really blame her. Like Cyborg's yeah. extraordinary, scary, but Man Nunes, like you said it, and like I'm gonna double down on. She's the greatest female fighter of all time. Um, yeah, she's absolutely incredible. Um, Beating everyone, she really, really has. I actually don't know. He was going to beat For the people that don't know, who is Amanda Nunes beating? Mish Tate, Ronda Rousey, Chris Cyborg, Katzengano. You name her, she's beaten. Jermaine the Randomy. 
Jermaine Durandamy. She's an absolute monster. So you're going for a Jermaine Durandamy? No. Amanda Nunes. I think Amanda Nunes is going to knock her out. She knocked her out last time they fought. That was six years ago. So I think yeah. a repeat performance is in order. Yeah, but the thing is, how, how many times can Amanda Nunes keep winning? Every time. Yeah, but no, but like, Demetrius Myers and Mouse Johnson eventually let off. Like, what? Yeah, but like, I, I look at Amanda Nunes and she goes in there and she's like... You think she's already won this because she's previously won before as well, yeah? Yeah, but like, she goes in there and like, she like, batters people. Yeah, like, I know. She, like, she's so aggressive and like, if you just look at her last few fights, like, she goes in there and like, storms her people. Yeah. It's, not, it's no, not... Like, I don't... Yeah, like, I don't doubt this will be the exact same. I just, mm. I just sort of like, as you said, like, getting out of silk sheets is harder to do when you're like a champ and all that stuff. Yeah, but I feel like she's still... Think she has a lot to prove. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, yeah, I know. But like, I, I feel, I feel, like when I look at her, I go, I feel like she's not the mainstream superstar that she wants to be. If you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So, could she then so. eventually move into? Remember the way uh, Verdum used to do commentary as well. Could she number do? Maybe potentially so uh, for the sort of Hispanic channels yeah. and that, uh, and UFC Brazil. V- very much possibility, but she actually lives in Florida. With uh, Nina Ansaroff, her, uh, I don't know if it's her wife or her girlfriend, but like she's also a fighter, so therefore she's constantly humbled by that as well, as in like she's yeah. helping her partner get ready as well. What's that, ATT? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we're going for Amanda Nunes. Uh, then in the co main event, Ross's best mate, Max Holloway, the champ, is taking on Alexander Volkanovsky from New Zealand. Uh, just for the featherweight title. Ross, if no one knows, Ross and Max Holloway are best mates. Do you want to tell the story there? So, um, and this is actually true, by the way. I I was uh, given a tour. One no, one. that's that's not true. That part. But carry in, on. In Jemison, and I was halfway through a tour, and <laughs> one of the guys actually came in in the middle of my tour and he goes, "You never guessed who's here." And I was like, "All right, this is weird because like no one ever interrupts you in the middle of a tour." Well, not in the staff member. They're like, "Max Holloway is here," and I was like, "No way!" So I just walked out in the middle of my tour, <laughs> and I opened the door and I saw him there, and I was like, "No way." And I just turned to him and I whispered it to him. I go, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And the best is blessed. And his manager, Chris, was there like, no way. And I was like, yes way. So then my, uh, like, I went around, did the tour. And then like, I swapped shifts with someone for my next tour to like, be there, ready to meet him. Brought him around, showed him place. Uh, we gave him a bottle of whiskey with his name on it. Uh, it went viral. It was on the MMA hour. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Uh, like, so many memes were made. Like Conor McGregor was tagged in like every second post of it. It was very, very funny. Uh, it was, yeah. He, he was actually also one of the noisiest guy of all time. And I was like, uh, "What should I ask him? Go, who's the most famous Hawaiian? You or Aquaman?" And then he told me it was actually Mini Blessed. His Mini Blessed, yeah. So Max always a legend. I forgot Mini's bad. Mini Blessed is going to be part of the whole five week as well this week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's like become his own little like superstar in the UFC isn't he yeah the way he dances and stuff if people didn't know Mini Blast is Max Holloway's son yeah and then uh, Alexander Volkanovsky um, he, he's on an absolute tear he started off beating the Darren the Damage Elkins he retired Chad Mendes he knocked Jose Aldo out of the weight class and now he's come for Max Holloway he's also training partners with Israel Adesanya so he's looking frightening good and like that camp is so hot at the moment it's frightening isn't it yeah um, the thing is there is a massive height difference between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky uh, I think Max Holloway is probably about 5'10 5'11 yeah and then Volkanovsky looks about 5'6 in heels but uh, <laughs> but uh, Ross what are we expecting here man do you know what I mean like you're obviously going to be biased 
I actually am a bit scared for Max in this one, to be honest. Well, as I said before, and the, the, with the last one with Amanda getting out silk, uh, silk sheets, do you think this could be the one, Alexander Volkanovsky? See, also you have to take into account Max Holloway lost the last fight to Justin Poirier. I thought he. Oh no, sorry, you beat Edgar after that. Actually, sorry, yeah. correct myself. Very me, you're me. But oh, I'm just looking at this, and Volkanovsky's so hungry, and like he's seen yeah. Adesanya do it, and. I, I look Holloway and I don't think he views that Volkanovski like he's like I faced McGregor I faced Poirier I faced Aldo you know what I mean and he's like Volkanovski it doesn't seem as like a sexy of a name to him and also yeah. I don't think Max Holloway like beats people with his relentless pace and I don't think Volkanovski like will fall to that relentless pace he'll keep that relentless pace he's also a very good wrestler and he's excellent on the feet so no, no, I agree with all you said, but I think Falconowski is going to be a bit like uh, Jose Aldo. In what way? Just the way he fights. But oh, like, you think Max going to eventually break him down? And yeah, but I did. But Falconowski hasn't been his soul hasn't been taken yet. He's like fresh. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Whereas yeah. like Jose Aldo was never the same. No, never the same. Not after Max took his soul. I think. I, um, I think. I think Max is just. He's just going to get it this time. I, I like. I only see the real big. The, his biggest problem is going to be against like Zabit. Yeah, Damn I I think obviously he's beat Max like physically are similar yeah, in size. Yeah. So like, well then that yeah that that sort of you know makes for an interesting match. I think obviously the height difference is a massive uh, difference. And if anyone uh, plays you know go boxing with the reach, I think it will be Max. If if he you gave me five hundred quid to put on, I put it on Max. It's yeah. the safer yeah. money. Um, I think. He's shown, like, look at the Ortega fight. Like, he absolutely picked him apart. He's an absolute phenomenal boxer. Yeah, it's cardio, um, cardio for days as well. Like, he does have cardio for days. Look, I would pick Max. Um, I, I there's something about Max where I'm always like fourth or fifth round with yeah. TKO. He's just, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, what's a, what's what I call it? Uh, death by a thousand cuts. That's why. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, he like just pieces you up, and he doesn't have this one punch finish, but he'll punch about 900 times and you'll eventually be like right you know what I get sick of this that's <laughs> enough <laughs> how many more rounds are left it's like we haven't even started yeah. like, oh shit uh, but look I think Volkanovski will put up an absolute incredible fight and if he did win I don't think I'd be shocked oh a Volkanovski won yeah I don't like I'm not like Jesus I can't believe he won he's so small I wouldn't be surprised if he could go down to bantamweight yeah although you know he used to weigh 240 pounds he used to be a rugby player Jesus he must have been like, very fat. Scrum half, I'd say. Five foot six. Second row, actually. Yeah, so we're, um, uh, we're both thinking Max Holloway. But like this never happens, you know what I mean? No. Like when you pick the same period, like when you... Someone's yeah. always let you down. But uh, in the main event of the evening... The main event of the evening. Of the evening. Uh, the champion, Kamaru Usman, is taking on Colby Chaos Covington for the welterweight title. Ross, um... This is sort of like there's these two have been going back and forth for ages. Uh, to be honest, if I, I years actually, at this age, I honestly think if you asked about ten people who sort of watched U, uh, UFC, who's the actual welterweight champion, I think they would say Jorge Masvidal. I think Kamaru Usman would probably be the least known champion ever when you compare him to people like GSP, uh, even Colby Covington. Yeah, some people might even still think Woodley's the champ. Yeah, people like Colby Covington. People don't really know who he is either. This is a huge fight for both guys. Um, what way do you, are you looking at this? Because obviously Usman's been out injured recently with his knees. Colby Covington's like not coming to fight in certain fights. Um, it's a weird one, man, because 
do you really think like you'd almost expect Max to be the main event you know yeah it's definitely. a weird one like well, neither neither of these guys have draw a pair of really no um, absolutely not especially considering Max uh, he actually played main event remember when he fought Edgar I think it was no when he fought Poirier that, that was the main event over yeah. uh, Adesanya and Gaston and they were heavier and weight yeah um, look I don't think in terms of the actual stylistics of the fight I think it's crazy I don't think I've ever seen two fighters mirror image each other so much yeah they're both high volume chain wrestling up against the cage take down get on top and ground and pound for 25 minutes yeah quick question did you think about who was going to win this before you started doing the show today like, were you in work yeah. being like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I slightly was, but then I didn't really get into it because I really don't know. Um, yeah. This is the way I sort of broke it down for myself. Kamara Usman has 100% takedown defense in the UFC, right? So, it's very unlikely he's going to take down. Also, he, uh, in terms of actual wrestling caliber, Tyron Woodley had a much higher collegiate wrestling background than Usman did. But Usman dominated the wrestling against yeah. Woodley. So I think in terms of MMA wrestling, it's almost a bit like GSP. Yeah, but hold on. That, that Woodley wasn't the Woodley who like smashed people out of it. Like, you know? Oh, no. It obviously wasn't. But like Usman still had to go in there and get the job done against him. Yeah, but like he beat the rapper Woodley. Yeah, but, he, yeah, but I feel like he took Woodley's soul. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he like took him down and pinned him down and Woodley like, couldn't get up. You know what I mean? Like That's pretty soul destroying. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just trying to put it into perspective. Like, yeah. Like I, I do agree, he did it like unbelievably well. But that Woodley was more the rapper. He was coming out with a song the next day rather than Woodley I, I, I Stone do, Cold. I do also think it's quite funny that like Usman or sorry Covington beat Moya, then Usman beat Moya, and then Covington beat Ordia, and then Usman beat Ordia, and then Covington beat Lawler, and Usman had already beaten Woodley. So they have like a lot of pawns in common, and they sort of beat them all the same way. And then obviously when they actually fought a dangerous striker. Usman versus Woodley and Covington versus Lawler. Covington actually almost did it better because he actually stole Lawler, the dangerous striker. He actually beat him on the feet. He throws really, really high volume. Doesn't he? Yeah, very that's, high volume. That's why, sorry for interrupting. Like, I actually noticed I listen back to the last show and I see sometimes I, like, I jump in when you're saying something but I'm like so like excited. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's all right, it's fine. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, thanks man, thanks man. But I appreciate it. No, but like the way Usman is that good, yes, yeah. but like, Covington is just as good in a different thing, but like the output was unbelievable. It was like, it was like, is he taking that TJ Dillashaw steroids? Yeah, well, I look at Covington and think he's, you know, his pace is so high and it's relentless. The only thing is that I didn't think he had it in him. Usman more like I think he actually dictates the pace more as opposed to Covington almost like makes you fight at a high pace as opposed to Usman's more like oh, I'm gonna take you down and like hold it down and like batter you a bit. Uh, obviously, uh, I think Usman has more finishing power uh, between the two of them. Yeah. Now, I think Usman has one knockout in UFC and Covington has no knockouts in UFC. So Expect one to <laughs> Yeah, so don't be there expecting a knockout. And I also find it funny when they're like back and forth trash talk and he's like, I'm going to knock you out. It's like, you've never knocked anyone out before. So like, what makes you think it's going to be any different? Yeah. Um, they're not Dana White's. Look, I, I actually just hope this fight's going to be a good fight and I hope there will be a bit of standing and trading because like, these two do not like each other. Um, also, Colby Covington actually came out this week and said that his act is like actually evolved from UFC. He said they were going to cut him after, uh, before the Damian Moyne fight. And then, like, he beat Damian Moyne and he goes, 
you Brazilians are filthy animals. And then next thing you know, like he was fighting ODA and he got to fight and like insult more Brazilians. Uh, basically, he was just like robbed Hellstone's gimmick and was like, right, I'm going to run with this. And he's, then he's doing a brilliant job. This whole uh, <clears throat> the Trumps, Amer- yeah, make America great again. Yeah, like I mean, unbelievable. Like he, well, he has, went to the White House. Like, what more do you want from? Yeah, I know, but like, like, like he's done it so well that he's done it beyond, like, amazingly yeah. well. He, he, he's actually gone like full circle for me. That like I dislike him so much. Now I like him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> it's it's entertaining now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think. Bisbing was like that at one stage. At one stage, I was like, oh my God, I just like, hope someone knocks out Michael Bisbing. And now I'm like, go on, Bisbing. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is, whose shtick do you like more? Kamara Usman's like, I am so cool. And like, Colby Covington's like, I'm best mate of Donald Trump. It's like, yeah, but, it's hard to really, just, like, who's the bad guy? You know well, what I mean? definitely the bad guy. Yeah, no, but like, but, like Kamara yeah, Usman's yeah, not the good just, guy. Yeah, but just because he's the bad guy doesn't mean you can't cheer for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a bit like Jailson. Stone Cold Steve Austin was like, the bad guy. But like, the bad guy you want to cheer for. Uh, I look at Usman and like, I don't know it's bad to say, but like, I feel like he's going on like, obviously he's from Nigeria, but like, it's almost like fake African. He's like, I wear the African clothes to say I represent Africa, even yeah. though I have like this absolute American accent. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously, like, you're like, he doesn't actually walk heritage, around. Yeah, but yeah. like, he's like, for the pref conferences, I wear the Nigerian clothes, but never for anything else. Yeah. I'm just like, if you walk around in African outfits all the time, I'd be like, Fair play to you. What a legend. But like, don't just walk out in that African outfit for the uh, press conference and then be like, yeah. I'm all about Africa, man. Yeah. Especially when someone like Khabib actually went over to Africa and was like building wells. Like, where were you, bud? Yeah, yeah. Although he is the first ever uh, African-born champion. But I do totally agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like, don't actually play up something. Like, it would be like me fighting the UFC and be like, guess what, Baz? I'm going to wear a leprechaun suit. Yeah. Since yeah. the press conference. Like, yeah. All right. There you go. Well, Ross... Let's let's pick a winner now, you know. Uh, I'm gonna pick Marty Fake Newsman. <laughs> I love that nickname. <laughs> I I think he's gonna outclass Colby in the end. Yeah, I but think, like I think he will. I never want this Colby Covington thing to to lose. Yeah, but you know what? Colby Covington could do a Chelsea on it and like win more fight, one fight and get himself back into a title fight. Joey's so funny, right? If Kamaru Usman, uh, uh, if if Barack Obama was still a possibility, like if he beat Colby Covington, then he started wearing like a Barack Obama T-shirt and being like oh, Obama. <laughs> Who knows if Usman even likes Obama? I know, yeah, but just to rub the shtick. Yeah, yeah, good work. But uh, look, an absolute brilliant card, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, who do you think the winner of Kamaru Usman or Kobe Covington will take on next? Uh, could be Jorge Masvidal, especially if it's Covington, because like, those two are like feuding again. Or I personally think uh, the co-main event for McGregor Cerrone will be Tyrone Woodley and Leon Edwards. I think the winner of that fight, especially if Edwards wins, could get a title shot. Who knows what happens here? If there was an early stoppage here, one of them could jump on that card. You know, yeah, like Colby Covington would be amazing to have in that card. On the McGregor fight, like come on, yeah, yeah, it'd be very, very funny. It would just be nice to have an extra person at the press conference. Yeah, yeah. it will. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, because Covington would be like, oh, McGregor, give us that proper twelve, and I'll bring it to Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. See, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I love Colby Covington would be like Connor Alvoich to the White House. Yeah, I love. Oh man, I love the way we come up with this shit, right? And then like. If they, but if they lose, that's not possible. And you're like, oh. yeah. But um, we actually also said that we thought Conor McGregor might be in uh, Vegas for the for a press conference. I haven't Similar heard anything. Yet, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Be Thursday or Friday. We'll be first to know. Like I yeah. haven't. Like I was like um, like I was working all day today and I wasn't able to have a look properly on my phone. And we start recording late. We started recording like ten o'clock or something. But uh, 
we'll let you know if it is or not. And uh, roll on fucking Saturday, boys. Yeah, roll and girls. on. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're enjoying the MMA show and you enjoy the MMA stuff that we content we put out every week, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, and make sure to tell a friend. Um, or share it if you want to do it out here. Uh, Ross, back, uh, double down on that as well. Yeah, guys. Look, it's really important for us. If you yeah. do like our content, do let a friend know. Do say, like, if you're like MMA, be like, oh, the lads are go- good to talk about MMA or yeah. boxing or football, whatever you like. Uh, hit that subscribe button. Really, really important for yeah. us. Give that thumbs up. We love it. You love it. Get yeah. doing it. Especially the way on YouTube now, the way it is, the algorithm is you need, like, over 2,000 subscribers in order to your videos to sort of go into the the ozone layer of youtube mm. but like we haven't got that many yet because like we didn't go on it for ages so it's harder to push our stuff so yeah if you do that we really appreciate it especially because we're rolling into 2020 uh so yes we're going to move on to the, f- the football part of the show because uh i'm going to let ross sort of take it away he's going to talk about john delaney john delaney's a former what F- the, H- chief, the head of the, fai yeah he's the chief executive of the fai or he was yeah um look okay jo- john FAI delaney is the irish football team if no one knows yeah Carry so on. john delaney uh, was cr- as corrupt as much as Jimmy Savile was a paedophile. Uh, it, it, you know what? I always actually compared that. It was a bit like... I object. For, for like 10 years, everyone knew John Delaney was corrupt. Yeah. And no one did anything about it. For 10 years, uh, or if not longer, everyone knew like there was something wrong with Jimmy Savile. But like just it was like, oh, that's fine, whatever, leave it. Yeah. Uh, John Delaney has done some absolute terrible things for the FAI. Uh, we're now 55 million in liabilities. Um, also... He lent the FAI a hundred grand uh, of his own money that he was actually getting paid uh, to like hide it from his wife when he was getting divorced, and then as a severance pay for him being absolutely corrupt, he got four hundred and sixty-two grand to leave. It was like, right, there's the money, out you go. And if he actually stayed on till twenty twenty-one, he would have got another three million euro loyalty bonus. Is an absolutely yeah. incredible, no? He was taking the country for a fucking piss take, to be honest. Yeah, and in fairness, the FAI is like mainly government funded as well, so it's absolutely disgraceful. If you look at the level of skill of the Irish football team compared to the Irish rugby team, it's absolutely frightening. And if you look at like just the ticketing prices for the Irish football, like you're basically paying to see a championship game when you go see the Irish football team. No, no, no. You're you're pay, you're paying to see like. Like a Champions League match almost, but then getting like um, no, but like I'm saying in terms of the level of caliber of player, yeah, yeah, you're no, see a championship player, but you're paying Champions League prices yeah, yeah, for yeah, uh, exactly. championship players. It's like it doesn't make any sense. Um, stadiums not never fall unless like it's an absolute clutch qualifier. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, they're inviting like influencers to go to the game that are uh, have nothing got to do with the football at all. Like all their yeah. followers would just be like makeup people. Where uh, we actually have like a sports show with a lot of Irish people following it, like you'll yeah. be like, "Why wouldn't you invite us?" Just yeah, so stu- look, not not that like we want free tickets because really every game you go to is basically shit. But in fairness, it's like a lot of things in Ireland. A lot of things are corrupt. This is just another one of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, and it's not really overly relevant. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, do you know Peter McVerry? It's like Peter McVerry Trust. It's about like they do like raise money for homelessness in Ireland. All right. Right. Uh, he put a post there the other day that this guy, this guy was in court for robbing uh, a, a can of Coke for a euro. And the next person was in court for robbing three euro worth of chocolate bars, right? And then this guy from Kerry was paid 90,000 euro a year as a government job. He calls in to the doll, which is like the Irish government buildings, 
every day before he heads off to Brussels. And because he calls into the doll every day, he can claim 54 grand worth of expenses. And he hasn't actually sat down for a government debate in over two years. So he's got 100 grand over the last two years, plus another 180 grand for his salary. He's got 280 grand over the last two years. And he had one sat in the government house. And that's what he's voted in to do. Imagine you didn't show up for your job for two years and they were just like, it's grand, don't worry about it. I know, yeah. That's but how corrupt this country is. This, you see, this, this, this is like, um, this is funny because like, we could have started talking about this earlier, but like, the country is extremely corrupt and it's the true likes of social media and shit that mm. people are getting caught out now because people have something to say. Like yeah. 10 years ago, like my dad would have been like, they're very corrupt, but it's like, what's he going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, say it to his mates. But now people actually have a, a say and a voice and proof yeah, is important. My name was like, right, these are my 10 mates here. I was like, right, if you say nothing, I'll give you another 10 grand. Yeah, next but that's year. the thing. It's like, it's like all the Donald Trump stuff. The people that helped Donald Trump get into that position now are all being like sent to jail, this, that, and the other. Like, it's a, the, 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 the cards are falling down. Yeah. And like, I mean, John Delaney is, is getting paid that because he, he has to keep certain things hush. Yeah, it's a bit like the financial crisis. Do you remember your man, Sean Fitzpatrick, like, was like, moving around billions of euros to be like it's grand don't worry about it. put that into that account for a while while they're looking at it and then once yeah. they stop looking at it put it back into this account it's like what do you think the FA are going to do man because like they, no three are after pulling out the mobile network they're not being associated around every, anymore because they don't want to be have their name tarnished with that same brush well like I think Ireland as a team see this all happened because the Irish FAI books were audited by a Northern Ireland company because they couldn't even be audited internally. They got audited by a Northern Irish and then as soon as they actually got a hell out of the books, they go, we actually have to bring this to the guards because like, this is actually disgraceful. We actually said this a while ago but like we were just like, we didn't know, no. Yeah. But like, it, was just, it was just like, you're just looking at it going, something very fishy there. Where's the money gone? Like, yeah, it's like, that guy gets paid 400 grand a year. It's like, yeah. But what does he do? And, yeah, the, and the teams don't even get paid to be playing on TV and stuff. They're league teams. But like, you know what's gas, right? He gets paid four hundred grand a year, and then like, they pay three grand rent uh, or three grand a month to rent his house, and then like give him a company car. That's like, he's not four hundred grand. He can yeah. afford his own company car. Rent. Yeah, and they're after doing cuts now in the FAI as well. And yeah. this is this is also huge to coming into this year as well because there's meant to be three games on in the three arena. So in in oh sorry, uh, the Viva Stadium. Sorry. Uh, there's meant to be three games on for the Euros next year and Ireland might even be in it. And guess what? It could be Northern Ireland in it instead. Frightening, isn't it? Well, that's terrible for the economy. Well, like, uh, yeah, it is terrible for the economy, yeah. So, from Enjoy, screw you, John Delaney. Uh, we're actually going to move on to the Premier League now, but if you hate John Delaney, let us know in the comments below. Or if you love him, like Ross. Yeah. Give him a shout and tell him we'll have him on the show. I, I can't wait to see him on some sort of show and really talking about this because he's going to sort of have to... Um, we're also going to discuss some of the Premier League action from the week Yeah, uh, we're just going to kick it off on Saturday it was the biggest game people were looking forward to seeing Manchester United defeated Man City 2-1 away from home Ollie's at the wheel two games in a row uh, Ross we said last week we think it's time Ollie to go but uh, what what happened to Manchester United there they turned into Barcelona apparently uh, uh, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer actually brought Roy Keane in to give the team a pep talk this week before <laughs> the game I'm not even joking that's actually true yeah, but he shouldn't uh, have to do that every uh, time. Well, I, I know he shouldn't, but I think some of those players need to hear from Roy Keane because they would have grown up like being like Roy yeah. Keane. But every week, no, not every week. But no, but like, like but for the City Derby, I think it's it's fair enough to like like show them how much it means them. 
Um, it looks like Fred like might actually not be the worst flop of all time. I was actually looking at like might actually be good. I'm like I love Scott McTominay. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Daniel James like definitely needs to eat a bit more. Uh, he gets fouled too much. Rashford is like Rashaldino at the moment, right? Like can't do anything wrong. And Aaron Wambasak is the best defender in the league. I don't care what anyone says. Absolutely incredible. Uh, it was what about Van Dijk? F- phenomenal. Uh, no. Best right back. No, he's actually the best tackler. Definitely the best tackler. Like, he's definitely up there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's incredible. Uh, but if you keep sterling in your pocket like that, you must be doing something very, very, very well. And even Guardiola said after the game, he was like, uh, it's very hard to keep the pace of Marshall, James and Rashford at bay. Like, they're so fast. It's like next to impossible to actually like hold them all off at one time. And in fairness, we actually ha- haven't had Marshall, Rashford and James together that many games in a row. Yeah, I think that's and the I, third time they started together. Or and, third. and again, like I think that's Man United's biggest problem at the moment, like to keep their first team fit and consistently starting the same eleven. Yeah. Um also Paul Pogba can come back into that midfield. Um Ross, what, what difference do you think he can make to start in behind that front tree? Uh, I, I think he can make a massive difference. Why would the yeah. ball is like absolutely incredible. Why would he um, want to leave that? Like what situation is better than that situation right now? I know he was shit a week ago, but now it looks like it's it's clicking. Yeah, but I also feel like the other European teams around the other European joints like aren't looking that good at the moment. Like I think the most attractive uh, place for him probably elsewhere is maybe Barcelona, to be honest, just because But that team is now that get, team is now organized specifically for him oh, players 100%. running for him and the two lads defending for- oh, I 100% think he should stay but I'm saying the other options are actually less attractive now like that Real Madrid team like you don't know whether they're coming or going um, Barcelona, well, like, Barcelona they're not they're, like, they're obviously very good and they have that uh, front three or whatever but it's not what they were their midfield actually needs like actually a bit of rejuvenating um, that could be him it could be him Bayern Munich are coming seventh. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. For, it's a mad year this year, isn't it? Uh, but look, City just don't look very good at the moment. Uh, I can't believe they left Vincent Company going and didn't replace them. I think in January they're going to have to get that checkbook out and get someone in. Because in fairness, yeah. they, uh, they're still in Europe, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you can't just ride off the season. But um, in the game, myself and Russell wanted to talk about it, there was loads of racial abuse going yeah. towards some United players. Um this is going to sound really weird before we get into it, but imagine Pogba was there and they were all showing their racist abuse towards him. Do you know what oh, I mean? be even, be even bigger. Apparently yeah. Fred said like he didn't actually notice it and then he was actually like inconsolable afterwards. He was like, I can't yeah. believe people were like saying that. But also I can't believe that people were racially abusing Fred in front of Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Why did Raheem like, Sterling, he just stood there, didn't really do anything. Yeah. And at the amount, like for Man City fans, right, everyone knows the, how much Raheem Sterling has been abused there mm. over the last while. He's been out and talking about it. And to actually go and do that to another team while he's standing in front of you, it just seems like... Yeah, he was, like, he was literally like right there. Yeah, he was actually closer to the fans than yeah. Fred. I'm surprised Raheem Sterling to go and go, you, yeah. out. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my point. Why didn't yeah. he do it? He almost oh, didn't have oh, the balls to go up to his own fans. And the thing is, that never happens at, at Manchester United games. No. That never happens at Manchester United games. No. And your manager was like, I would put my hands in my trousers. I wasn't doing the monkey noise. I was like, oh, you knew exactly what you were doing. Such a rat. Like, you, know, you know what's worse such than being a racist? Rat. Being a racist and then actually not like being like man enough to be like, you know what, what I did was actually terrible and I have, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Why didn't you just throw the stuff at him that, he, that everyone else is doing? People are throwing like coins lawyers and, and coins like and shit. Bottle caps at him. You know what I mean? But, um, you swear, you swear Fred had scored like four goals against him or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's only Fred. Fred Dino, yeah. But, um, yeah, what you mean? 
what do you think needs to be said to add on to that racist well, stuff? Raheem Sharnal actually came out previously and uh, said that for teams, fans can race point views that it should be like a nine points deduction because like you wouldn't actually do that if your team is going to get deducted nine points well, in the league. Or else play behind closed doors. Yeah, play behind closed doors for a few games. But it was actually quite funny because Raheem Sterling didn't say that after his fans was doing the race abuse. Yeah, it's just a disgraceful thing to see. Oh, don't look it over now. Battery. Um, yeah, but that was like such an amazing game to watch like because you never know what Man United game no. you're getting each week. Uh, also, that on Saturday, Liverpool won 3 0 again. Uh, they actually look very, very good. And Klopp is doing an unreal job of rotating the team as well, isn't he? Yeah, Shakiri was back with his new hair transplant. Shadow, uh, Shakiri. Uh, anytime you see Liverpool's results, you're like 3 0. You're like, if it's anything less, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's expecting like Manny didn't even play this week. Uh, Ox yeah. played instead. <sighs> Origi played didn't he as well yeah I think think he played midweek Um, and then Everton won uh, 3-1 against Chelsea Duncan Ferguson took over as manager he was like loving it like I think he's going to be made permanent he's their only going to Solskjaer isn't he everyone's trying to find their Solskjaer now they are like Frank Lampard at Chelsea he's like right any legends (laughs) (laughs) any legends about lads it's like yeah "Yeah, Lundberg it's like alright hold on (laughs) alright that one doesn't work yeah Mourinho won again with Spurs 5-0 5-0 did you see Son's goal uh, I've I've seen all the goals. There's just like so many goals this weekend. So, Son got the ball, led to his own box, and like ran by everyone and scored. It was goal of the season so far. Sounds, sounds very nice. Uh, Leicester won four one again. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Vardy, Vardy having a party. Still on fire. Uh, I think what was that about him? Uh, it's the second time he scored eight uh, in eight consecutive Premier League games. Only himself again and Ruben van Nistelrooy have ever done that. That's impressive, isn't it? That's very impressive. Also, Arsenal are, are are back to winning ways after a long, long hiatus. Three yeah. one tonight. Yeah, and uh, they won one nil down as well. So maybe you work and reset that shit. But I was only saying someone in work said that Arsenal have a terrible team, don't they? They're actually shocking. Like you actually put their starting <laughs> eleven out there, take Aubameyang and Lacazette over. Like there's a muck team. I think I think like once any people are on form, it really changes things, you know. But like yeah. every, like that United team was shit a week ago when they didn't try it, but now they're like perfect for Pogba. How's the fancy football doing? Uh, this week actually, myself and Ross have got slid down a bit. Uh, I'm now 14th after I think I was 10th, and then Ross was eighth, and now he's 11th. But uh, do you know what I mean? The the battle goes on. Yeah, yeah. I actually forgot to change my team this week, and there was big week games as well, and I was like, oh, shite. Yeah, yeah. It's when you're hot, you're on it. If yeah. You're not, you're, but like sometimes change is a bad idea as well. Yeah. Um, also this week the Champions League is back on Tuesday and Wednesday and then Europa League is on Thursday and then that'll be the end of it until the new year I but, think uh, key, th- key things to look out for is that uh, if Salzburg beat Liverpool Liverpool can actually get knocked out with the Champions League Yeah, so th- they have to get at least a draw yeah we'll be going over all the stuff on our Instagram page so make sure to check it out because there's so many games we can't just call them all out yeah. or else because like, people aren't here to give a rats but um We've been really enjoying, uh, enjoying posting all the stuff about the football, the rugby as well. The rugby's on this yeah. weekend, European Champions Cup as well. Um, the MMA, the boxing. Sometimes it's hard to pick what direct route we're going to do, but we enjoy the long format now because I listened back to it as well. It was yeah. like an hour long and you're like, that's perfect. And then hopefully the video worked out properly. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to like, subscribe. Anything else, Ross, anything else to say? No, guys, uh, just reiterate what Barry said. Like, subscribe. Smash that subscribe button and as always, stay energized. Hon John Delaney.